Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, the travel podcast in which we explore the best that Slovakia has to offer. Here at the Slovak Spectator, we are in many ways storytellers by profession. So today, my colleague Peter Delhopolitz will talk about some interesting and archaic stories popular in the haunt region of Slovakia. So sit back, grab a cup of tea, and have a listen. Hello, Peter. Hello, Anna. So first of all, thank you for agreeing to flip the script and sit in the guest chair. How does oh, it feel? Honestly, totally strange. Okay, totally cool. Strange. Well, then we're doing well. <laughs> okay, so first of all, can you explain where the haunt region is? Yeah, sure. It's a region in the south of Slovakia, somewhere between also central and western Slovakia. And it used to be in the past part of Hungary. In 1918, that region was divided between Czechoslovakia and Hungary. So most of the region is currently in Slovakia, but a bit of the region is also in Hungary today. Okay, great. And can you tell us some things that the region is known for, and maybe some like well-known cities and towns in the region? Well, I would say that region is really crowded with small villages, so they are not really big cities. But I'm sure that foreigners who live in Slovakia, they know Banska Štiavnica. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's, I think, the best-known city in the region. But then also Krupina is a small town and a beautiful town, I would say. And Dudince, that's a spa town. Once I went there, I got off the bus and, you know, I just smelled the water from uh, from that spa. So that was a bit, like, weird, but... Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, was it a good smell or like a ooh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, regarding villages. So I think one of the best known villages are Sebechlebi. Also, a lot of stories are, you know, based on the life in the village. But also, Abzovik is a sort of nice village. There's a castle and uh, Hrušo, popular village for its, you know, uh, in August, there's an event celebrating, you know, folk uh, traditions. I mentioned Sebechlebi, so it's fair to say because this podcast will come out before September 28, and that's the time when a beautiful event celebrating winemaking will take place in Sebechlebi. In a small settlement near Sebechlebi, it's called Stara Hora. Mm-hmm. So if everyone is interested in winemaking and Slovak music, they can go there. That sounds wonderful. Next to you, you have a humongous book, like a really, <laughs> a really big book. Really and big, yeah. It's filled with lots of stories, as I understand it, from the Haunt region. And mm-hmm. these are very archaic stories, but are probably still read in some cases. So why are you interested in this region and specifically its storytelling past? Well, honestly, my father comes from the region, from uh, from the village of Vladzani. That's why uh, I'm interested in the region now. But I must say that in the past, it wasn't like that. I really, like when we went there, I just didn't like it there because there was nothing to do. But the older you are, the more you want to know about the places your parents came from. So, And we had that thick book at home and I was like, okay, I'll have to read it. And so I opened it and I found out that the region is really popular for and full of different stories so I was like okay that's a good topic for Spectacular Slovakia. Yeah no I'm interested and so now without further ado why don't we read some of these stories? Yeah let's read uh, one about the bull I would say. Okay so it's called a bull on the tower I shall narrate and Peter will do the dialogue. Oh cool. The grass grew high on the church tower in the village of Sebelebi. 
And so all townspeople, including the mayor, began to walk around the tower, pondering how to get rid of this high grass. I see no other solution but to pull a bull up onto the tower, he hated. One of the villagers suggested after a while. But what if he falls down and gets hurt? Others asked. To prevent the bull from harm, townspeople brought their duvets and placed them around the church tower. People then put a rope around the bull's neck and began to pull him up. And that bull started slobbering soon. He was drooling so much that all the duvets got soaked. One of the men shouted, Up faster! See how he's putting his tongue out? He already smells the grass. People believed he had pulled out his tongue for the grass. In fact, this is how people strangled him. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you like the story? Um, you know, it's uh, it's a bit dark. <laughs> that poor bull. Well, it's not children's tale, but it's a story that is sort of uh, popular in the region, and it's got a different mm-hmm. variation. So, when we look at, there's a writer called Josef Horag, and he comes from Banska Stjavnica. He did not collect these stories, but, you know, he heard a lot of stories while growing up in the region. So he created a lot of stories based on the stories he had heard before. And, um, you know, the bull on the tower, it's got different names, it's got different variations, I would say. So, mm-hmm. you know, the core of it is still the same. But if you go to one village, there's a different version of that. In another village, mm-hmm. it may be also different. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Aesop's fables, which of course are quite universal, but it's a very popular thing uh, to have animals as the main characters in a lot of these fables. True, and you know, these fables were also popular in in the Hunt region, so uh, you can still uh, hear and read stories related to animals, but also fairy tales, magic fairy tales. Uh, and I think mostly female uh, storytellers were interested in this type of stories in the region. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's quite a few of um, these type of stories in the collection. And there was another one you wanted to mention called How a Rabbit Tricked a Strong Lion. So can you <laughs> briefly explain the gist of that one? Well, there was, a, there was a strong lion and animals living in the forest with him and you know, he ate all these animals and he chased them. So they agreed to, you know, sacrifice one animal each day from each kind. And one day, you know, the rabbit uh, was like, okay, I'm next. And so <laughs> he went that slowly. And as he, as he, as he walked uh, towards the cave where the lion lived, he came across a well, a deep well, and he looked into the well and he saw his himself and then he continued to the cave and you know the lion started to roar and asking uh, asking him why you are so late and you know he was like because i met another stronger lion than you are this lion got really mad <laughs> so he asked the rabbit uh, to take him to the second lion's kingdom and the rabbit was like sure i can't <laughs> so he took the lion to the well and then the lion leaned over and he saw his image he got really mad again and he jumped at this uh, lion and eventually he fell down the well so he died <laughs> and then the animals you know got saved where yeah yeah okay so these are <laughs> like you said earlier they're not just stories for for children yeah. but if you start reading them young your children will be master tricksters i suppose so. <laughs> yeah but actually uh, speaking of tricksters there are also some typical characters so i would say gelo sebechlepski that's a character very typical for the village of sebechlepi which we mentioned before and so he was a trickster. He he used to remake uh, a fur coat. So that was his job. But, you know, he, he tricked a lot of people. You know, he, he was trying to make 
uh, women look younger, for example, or... <laughs> You know, he was a very comical person uh, and he used to give in these stories advice to different people. But, you know, this advice was not a really good one. So <laughs> <laughs> so that was a character typical for Sebeklovi, mm-hmm. but also Natsko. And there was another character. Uh, and so when you go to Banska Stjavnica, you can hear stories about him because he was very typical for that part of the region. Okay, so it's not just Janosik in Slovakia. There's there's more than just him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Janosik. He came from uh, the Lipto region, which is in uh, you know in the north part of central Slovakia. Mm-hmm. So legends about him are really popular, obviously around the country, but mostly in that region. And the legend about Janosik was not really something. Uh, it was heard uh, in the Hunt region as well, but it was not that popular as the stories about Natsko or. Uh, well, we have another story that we would like to tell, and <laughs> thankfully this one's a little more lighthearted, quite funny. Uh, so let's dive right in. Yeah. Once upon a time there was a gypsy. His name was Duro. He once told his wife, Mara, 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 I should go see our pasta. There is said to be a pre-Easter confession and I am feeling very sinful. I should go and confess my sins. You're right, you should go, my dear, Mara replied. So he went. When he arrived at the church, the pastor told him, So, Duro, I'll grant you absolution for your sins, but you must first say a prayer. Which one, pastor? Duro asked. Lord's prayer, but do it properly. Pastor said, and Duro began. In the name of God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. However, Duro always left out the son in the prayer, the pastor said. You are doing it well, Duro, but you are always leaving out the son. I cannot give you absolution now. I'll give you homework instead. You'll go home, you'll learn the prayer as it is to be, and I'll grant you absolution next week. If you learn it, I'll also give you a sack of cabbage. When he arrived home, Mara asked him if he had been granted absolution. When he explained what had happened, Mara decided to help him learn the prayer over the week. After seven days, Mara said, Take little Duro with you. He'll take a sack with him in case you get the cabbage. In the name of God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Duro finished off the prayer in the church, leaving out the son again. Where did you leave the son again? The pastor asked him. Pastor, please, my son is behind the door with a sack waiting for the cabbage. The end. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the stories about gypsies were also really popular in the region, so it's not the only one. And so you obviously read these in Slovak, but it was a very archaic type of uh, Slovak. So were you able to get the gist of what was being told, or is it similar to like how English speakers might react to Shakespeare or really like archaic English? I think I think it would be very similar. Because, you know, obviously I can understand the stories, but there are, you know, different words that are really archaic. And I would have to use a dictionary, honestly, to understand mm-hmm. what that is. For instance, I've never... So there's a movie from 1975 called Sebechlepsky Hutsi, so about musicians from uh, that village. And Hudjets, it's a surname as well in Slovakia, but it means a musician. And I've never heard that word before, so I've never known what that means. And so because of this podcast, I, I've already learned <laughs> that Hudjets means a musician. But we have a different word today mm-hmm. that we use to express the word musician. And if anyone's interested in the movie, they can watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I have to say I, I like it when these stories are preserved because, yes, the language is, is difficult to dissect, but it's an important part, I would say, of our our history and, of and course, the, the folklore yeah. of Slovakia. So Yeah, and seriously, there are so many stories. So, you know, it was not just uh, fairy tales and fables and you know, humorous stories, but also 
life stories、uh, storytellers used to tell, and、mm-hmm. not always funny ones. You know, most of them were also serious ones, and also legends were really popular. Whether it was about history, so about King Mace or Turks attacking the region in the past, or how different towns such as Krupina was、uh, created, and then there were some stories that were told in the region, but also different versions you can hear abroad or in other regions、mm-hmm. of Slovakia. So, for instance, there was a story about Pepper and、uh, a donkey's tail. So, if an animal is really lazy, you. <laughs> You put a pepper under the tail of a donkey, or it can be a horse or a cow, and they start to run. So I think even in Poland, you can hear、um, something similar. Yeah, I know that's cool. I-, I think when it came to story time in my house,、uh, a classic <laughs> was "Good Night Moon," which I think is quite well known.、Mm-hmm. But Aesop's Fable, I'm fables. I'm familiar with them, but to be honest, like my favorite. Animal-related stories were always had a happy ending.、Cold. So one of my、uh, favorites is Cuddly Dudley, <laughs> which is about this penguin named Dudley who's exceptionally cuddly,、mm-hmm. and so all his penguin friends are always hugging him, and he gets a little sick of it. He wants some personal space, and so he runs away to this、uh, cabin in the Arctic. <laughs> and then after a while, he gets lonely, so he returns, and then this like nation of penguins that they run towards him. They're like, Dudley, we missed you, and then they all they all give him a group hug and. It's all happy. Well,、so. I love to have penguins <laughs> in my house hugging me. Yeah, that'll be a nice story. But、yeah. honestly, so that was a story your parents told you. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites.、Um, and actually, we do have a Slovak fairy tale book、mm. somewhere in our basement. And so I wonder <laughs> if I were to pick it up, I would understand anything.、Um, but I think we were given it. Maybe yeah, twenty years ago when we lived here.、Ah. Uh, so I'll have to find it when I go home next. Yeah, and then we'll do another podcast about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>、uh, so I guess my last question is: you know, we we love stories here, but we live in a very modern age, of course, with a lot of uh, iPhones, uh, technology, and so I wonder: do you think storytelling is a dying art? Definitely, I would say. Of course,、uh, you can still find storytellers、uh, in different regions. But you know, I've read the research from the eighties, and they researched the region and all the storytellers they spoke to. They were like in their seventies or sixties, eighties, nineties. So really old, and now they're dead. So. Um, but I'm 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 optimistic, and I I, I really believe that、uh, it's not something that will die out soon. But of course, it's not in the state it used to be.、Mm, there were some famous storytellers in the region, such as、uh, Maria Hulvarova or Stefan Kisha. Their stories are still alive, even though the storytelling may die out eventually. The stories will be preserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so、uh, there are lots of、uh, stories that Slovakia has to tell, and translations for some of those are available. So we recommend、uh, you, kids and adults, to、uh, take a look. Peter, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator dot sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop dot spectator dot sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guides. This podcast is available on spectator dot sk, SoundCloud, or iTunes, with new episodes out every Wednesday evening. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Anna Fay. 
Brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Thank you.